as I started researching about the fashion industry yeah. and about the sustainability and about the landfills mm. and, and all the statistics about that, I got very passionate. Mm-hmm. How can we turn this around? Yeah. And it's really either got to be where we can regenerate clothes. Mm. And then also, mm-hmm. how do we do better about keeping things out of landfills, period? Welcome back to the show today, everyone. I hope you're having a great week. Here we are, end of the year, and we are excited because we've got a lot of great episodes that we're getting ready uh, for January. This episode today is going to be our last of 2021, and boy, I'm excited about who we have on today. Today we have Brittany Van Matra. She is the founder of Spin and Give. I'm going to tell you more about Spin and Give, but Brittany kind of grew up in the entertainment business, um, working, she grew up there and worked in the entertainment business, and she's very good friends with Ava Longoria, and in fact, uh, they together, kind of, Ava was almost the inspiration for Spin and Give. Uh, What was happening was Ava was getting tons of um, gifts, uh, which celebrities do as they do. And once she had a baby, she started getting lots of baby items and, and think for things that she already had, like maybe a new baby stroller, but she already had a baby stroller. So lots of brand new things, brand new items that she didn't really need because she had them already um, and really was trying to figure out what she could do with them that might be for good, a positive thing, have a positive impact. And Brittany came up with the idea that they could get those items. A lot of those items end up in landfills and they don't actually always end up um, with people who can really use them. So one of the things that um, that Spin and Give is trying to do by taking these items and then reselling them um, or basically rehoming these items, but at a brand new items, but at a discounted price, um, it's really giving an opportunity to help save the planet. Um, saving 449 million pounds of waste um, is, you know, their objective of the of of spin and give is to help really save that waste. So Brittany's going to talk more about the organization. I am so inspired by what they're doing that we are also going to do a giveaway um, for spin and give. So. What we'll do is if you listen to the episode um, and then you write a review, um, we are going to enter you in for a chance to win um, a $100 gift card to be used on Spin and Give. Lots of awesome items you can you can buy with that. But we are excited to have you here this episode. With that, we're going to jump right into it. And uh, thanks for a great 2021. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited. I love what you're doing. And I love when the team heard about you. um, We thought this is this is a great time to have you on. Um, Mm -hmm. We think this is also this idea about sustainability is something that we're hearing Um, A lot of us are hearing the younger generations kind of pushing Mm -hmm. us in this direction. Mm -hmm. It's been a big topic of conversation. And um, I think it's important to to kind of build more awareness about it and what people can do. So 
first, let me just start by asking you, how did you get started with Spin and Give? What's your background? How did you get into this? So, I mean, Spin and Give was really born out of the realization, especially after becoming a mom, of how can I do better for him? I put him on this planet. This planet is going through phases of needing some help environmental-wise, especially, and, and sustainable and fashion is the number two pollutant in the world. And the turnover of children's clothes is almost like fast fashion itself. You can't mm. really help it. They grow so fast. So mm-hmm. it came into a realization of we all can do better um, yeah. in the sustainability and, and keeping things out of landfill because yeah. it is so hard when they grow, um, you know, it, it, it can get donated. Where does it go? Um, you can pass it down, right. but uh, really and truly, how can we make it stay out of landfills? And that's kind of been my promise and my passion. Um, and where re- re- I really had this aha moment about it, I had worked in the entertainment industry for probably about 15 years. First, I produced television. Um, I ran uh, Unbelievable Entertainment, which is my best friend, Eva Longoria's production company. Oh, awesome. And, yeah. We've known each other since we were 18. Oh, well, we'll, have, we'll, have, well yeah, you'll have to tell us your background, where you grew up and all of that. Yes. I'll tell you the story about how we met and how I became her producing partner back in uh, 2005, I believe it was. So we did that for a few years. And, and back then it was her getting massive amounts of gifts and, and mm-hmm. items. And, and it's an, it's a marketing idea from these brands, which is, is brilliant. You know, they get it to the celebrities the celebrities wear it. And then it's shown all over. Yeah. Um, and now it's their children. Yeah. And, and when I talk to her, she's like, he gets more, my son gets more stuff mm-hmm. than I ever did as an actress. And when I was sitting with her one day and she was going through all these beautiful clothes and strollers and such. And and she was like, I I don't know, you know, he's not going to be able to wear this because it's going to, by the time he fits it, it's going to be the wrong season. Um, You know, he'll wear this maybe once or twice and he's going to grow out of it. And, and I said the same thing, my son too, you know, like I just, I remember how quickly things just progress. Well, she's just getting, tons of stuff. So I was like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. What if instead of doing something, which I'm sure you're familiar with the real, real or thread up Mm -hmm. or even Buffalo exchange, I don't, I don't know that they do children, but you know, typically you go and you donate it or you don't donate it. You give it to a, a, a store like the real real and you pocket that commission you make some money off of it yeah yeah. and I go but for you and other entertainment personalities do you really need the hundred two hundred even maybe a thousand here and there right and and she's like no and I go why don't I donate that money to a charity that you choose Mm. and she was like brilliant do it and then it turned into where she spoke to some of her friends. I spoke to some of people in the industry I knew because I knew some people in the music industry as well. And it just trickled and it became a thing, a celebrity after celebrity, CEOs, agents, musicians, managers, uh, stylists. Mm-hmm. Um, they all just started following suit going, oh, yeah, wonderful. this is incredible. So yeah. they get to pick the charity. Yep. 
and um, and they and they donate. And some of them are private. Some don't want to be known as a donor, which is fine. I have some yeah. Oscar winners, you know, like, and I would love to talk about it. Um, but some are very private about it. But some are open. They're like, yes, put my name all over it. Tell them it's mine, you know, because it sells. Yeah. And so that's kind of where it all was born. I was really sitting with her and going, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. So for general audience, so these are the people who you're looking for donations from are people in the entertainment industry who are celebrities. But for the people, anybody can go as a consumer, so to speak, and go to your website and purchase, right? Yes, so exactly. That's kind of the ecosystem. You're looking that's for the celebrities to donate the items. Yes. And then you're looking for people not like me, non-celebrities to kind of go there and potentially purchase product. As I started researching about the fashion industry yeah. and about the sustainability and about the landfills mm. and, and all the statistics about that, I got very passionate about more about those things. Mm -hmm. How can we turn this around yeah. And it's really either got to be where we can regenerate clothes. And yes. I know there's, there's companies out there starting to do that. So things are cyclical. Mm. And then also, mm. um, you know, how do we do better about keeping things out of landfills period? I, I asked my donors, the celebrities to send me everything. I don't care mm -hmm. if it has a hole in it. I don't mm -hmm. care if it's got stains on it. We'll try mm -hmm. and get those things mended and fixed. Mm -hmm. um, but if they even think like, oh, this is so overworn. No one's ever going to wear it. Well, we have other charities that we donate to under umbrella. Yeah. So we can do these toy drives or do these other charities where these kids and these families need clothes on their back. Yeah. Refugees. Um, so I ask for everything and then if it doesn't get used or donated, then I am looking to, to regenerate it into new, more organic, sustainable cotton. That's amazing. Well, let's, can we talk a little bit about the, what happens when we have all of this waste, right? Because you were inspired to create this, as you said, mm -hmm. to make the world a better, safer place for your child, right? And, yeah. and other people's children, right? Other people, and, yeah. And I think it's important for people to understand what are the implications of that waste on yeah. the world that we're that we're living in for for ourselves for our children. Yeah. So you know, some of the big uh, things that hit me was first of all, fashion is the number two pollutant in the world. Wow. Uh, number two, fa fashion and textiles, I should say. Uh, it it it's like. I think it's oil and gas first and then fashion. And, um, and, we, and is that just because there's so much, so much wasted wait, material? Yeah. Wasted material. When, uh, people throw it away, when we mm -hmm. donate it to other organizations, there's some out there that are so large and I know they're trying to do good, but there's mm -hmm. so much given and donated and dropped off. And I used to do this too. Mm -hmm. And I would just drop it off. And I started to think, where is that going? And I started researching and realizing only 15 to 20% of that gets sold within those organizations, the larger ones, and 80% mm -hmm. gets sent off to developing countries. So we just send it overseas and we sell it to them too. We yeah. make money. Yeah. And it goes and it sits 
it either gets re reused through their factories, which abuse women, abuse children. Mm. It, the working conditions are terrible. It's like 15 cents an hour they make. And what's mm. happening is these fast fashion, fast fashion companies are competing. And so one factory will say, well, we'll do it for 20 cents. We'll do it for 10 cents. So then the women and, and children and, and men that work in those factories just Mm -hmm. I don't know how they survive. There's a, there's yeah. a documentary that everybody should watch called The True Cost, and it'll really show you what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. um, so, so think of it, 80% of it's getting discarded, sent over to other landfills, um, and it's either dumped into those landfills or incinerated. And the clothes that end up in those landfills will sit for 200 plus years. Oh my and gosh. while they're sitting there, they emit methane gases. It's, it's a greenhouse gas that is more potent than carbon. There's just so much I think we can do with what we have already. And yeah. that's why I say any resale is great. I don't care if you're getting it from ThreadUp or, or um, you know, all these other great resale boutiques mm -hmm. like there's some great stuff out there that has barely been worn or never worn at all. I mean, I've right. sent stuff with tags on it. Yeah. Like there's enough here on our planet already. And if you, if you do want to buy something, buy that piece that is just going to last a lifetime, Right. you know, that is something that you will keep forever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's so many books about, you know, and shows now about, you know, trimming down your closet, just keep the necessities and the basics, which is great. But when you get rid of those things, like, where are they going? Mm -hmm. And my dream is to, you know, when a, when a customer does purchase something online, chances are it's, it's brand new, like new or gently worn. And I think, well, their child's only going to wear it for a few months. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, I, I'm giving incentive for them to send it back free postage and let me resell it again and again, mm -hmm. if I can yeah. until it isn't wearable anymore. And then we look at donations or upcycling or regenerating it. I want to talk about generate generationally. Yeah. It all works because um, I did not grow up in a time where there was recycling. I mean, yes, yeah. like very, Yes, you, you know, people kind of had their bottles that maybe they recycled. Plastic was like the kind of the first thing mm -hmm. and you'd mm -hmm. maybe recycle. But it really was something that started. Um, and, and certainly my children learned about it immediately from mm -hmm. a young age. They understood this is how we recycle. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a different appreciation for sustainability, the impact Mm -hmm. um, with this younger generation than there may be with old generations. So yeah. I'm wondering if you can talk a, lot, a little bit about this. A, do you think that younger generations are a bit more plugged in to this notion yeah. that, okay, we have to recycle and we have to be kind to the planet? And then if so, do you think that this issue that we're all dealing with of waste is going to get better as time passes um, since the younger generations will grow older and hopefully be teaching yeah. their kids to do the yeah. same. Yeah. I 100% you're right. Like I grew up in that generation too, where we just didn't, we just threw clothes away or, or we donated to Goodwill or Salvation Army. 
and had no idea where they ended up. Yeah. Um, and as I've seen, I have younger brothers and sisters or half brother and sisters that are 20, 22, 24. And those children, like somehow they've been born to be like, guys, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They buy secondhand. They love shopping thrift stores. I, my mom would take me into a thrift store or a garage sale and I would just be like, oh, gross, mom. I can't wear something old and used. Now I'm like all about it. But because I've seen what it's done and I feel responsible, right? But I, um, you know, I, I started the company just doing newborn to about 17. And I'm going to go ahead and lift that to, to young adults because they get it. They get it. And there's a cancel culture out there with them too. If you're not being truly sustainable, they will catch you. It's this Gen Z generation of you guys have messed up our planet and now we're going to fix it. And I truly believe they will. I have, I mean, if I'm figuring it out by watching these, these kids really grasp what it means to be sustainable because we're throwing that word around so easily that it's not really happening. I hear a lot of companies say they're doing this. We're making clothes out of plastic bottles. Well, Mm -hmm. then you're putting it in your washing machine and then you're putting microplastics into the water and then we're drinking plastic in the ocean, you know? So Mm -hmm. anytime some company clothing company tries to start something, these Gen Zers are like, you're wrong. This is mm. wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and they will cancel you. Yeah. And so I'm being very cautious of what I do and say because of that. And I want to get the celebrities that are in that generation because I think they're going to be so influential if they partner mm-hmm. with us yeah. and start donating their clothes and talking about how we keep respending them. And, um, and then if we can find a way to regenerate them, that's my ultimate dream. I'm speaking with a company that does it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Stella McCartney's and the, uh, you know, Adidas and Levi's, um, are really making that re regenerate, you know, regenerating happen. And so yeah. if they can do it. Everybody should be able to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think, you know, you're, you're dead straight correct like this young generation man they understand it and not just with fashion with everything yeah and so it's just a portion of it so if I can get those influential people at that age group I think we're really gonna skyrocket and take off I would love to get to adults clothing someday soon too but I don't have room (laughs) (laughs) for now I'm like let me get the most influential generation and get them on board as quickly as that. possible. So that's yeah. something we're working on now. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, it seems like such a natural place for you to go. Yeah. And as you get more space to go into, you know, adult clothing as well. Yeah. So you did not, you tell us about your uh, story, how you met Ava Longoria. Eva. Become, your, was your, is your partner in this, right? She's working. No. She's one of the people helping you. She's one of the donors. Of donating. She was one of your first people involved in this. To talk about it really helped me, you know, get it. I mean, she's such a uh, leader in all aspects too of things politically, environmentally, like she has so many wonderful foundations. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we met when we were 18 both, you know, grew up in Texas and it's sort of a 
I, I don't know if it's a rite of passage, but it's just something we all kind of did back then was pageants. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I, I was, we yeah. both would do Miss Texas. And I think it was like three years in a row. But like in college, I didn't, I went to a, a private Lutheran college at the time. It was like uh, very small and we didn't have sororities or anything. And and same with her. And so it was like our sorority. We would go every summer and spend two weeks together and just have the best time. Yeah. And you would bond with like a couple of girls. Yeah. And she was one of them every year. And we would just, you know, get to be together and, and hang out. And I remember the last year we were doing it, we were starting to age out. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, she sits down next to me and she goes, I'm going to move to Los Angeles and be an actress. And I was like, oh, good luck with that. That's so good. You know? <laughs> and I mean, sure enough, a year later, she's on a soap opera. That's amazing. And I was still living in Texas at the time and was planning to move here to California moved here and, you know, and I hadn't talked to her in probably a year or so or more and um, went to the, the gold's gym opening in downtown Los Angeles. And I turn around and she was there. And so we reconnected yeah. We start talking and yeah. just catching up. She's like, this is my boyfriend and these are my friends. And just, she's just talking and talking and talking. And I can't remember what happened, but for some reason I had to leave and abruptly I was with another friend and I, we didn't get each other's information. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I hadn't seen her in years. And I finally run into her. A month later, we're, I'm flying home on Southwest to go back to Austin. And I'm in line and I hear her laugh in her, in her voice. Is that Brittany? <laughs> sure, and there she is. And so we sat on the plane together. And after that, it was like inseparable ever since. So, awesome. well, it was yeah. meant to be. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Right? Fate and was like, I'm putting these two people together. Yeah. And then they, she, they tried once and then we didn't make it work. And they were like, oh, gosh, <laughs> let me get you guys together again. And um, yeah, ever since that, inseparable. And then I had left to go to uh, get my master's in Boston for um, visual and media arts, television production, documentary filmmaking. I was into all of that. And uh, as I was do doing my thesis, I had to write a short script and, and cast it, produce it, direct it, write it, everything. And I did my last semester here in Los Angeles and I, I put her in it. And she'd been shooting Desperate Housewives, mm -hmm. but it hadn't, it hadn't aired yet. And so by the time my my project showed at the school that I went at Emerson. Everybody was like, how did you get Eva? Cause then it had aired. How did you get Eva Longoria in your production? <laughs> like, she wasn't, you know, she, she, she um, was easily happily to do it. And so uh, from that point, her being with me and her seeing my work ethic and what I had been studying, she was like, I've always wanted to start a production company. Mm -hmm. Would you please help me build and start mine? Mm -hmm. I don't have time to do it all. Mm -hmm. And so we did. And I worked with her for about five years producing shows and it was awesome. And then I got a job offer to go. I, I kind of had wanted to go back to Austin again and um, got offered a job to produce music festivals. 
So I did that for 10 years, which was a lot of fun and, and, and a big experience. And another place where I saw a lot of celebrity getting gifts, like we would gift them so much stuff to be an artist mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, just the brands and sponsorship deals that I ran, seeing how much money and, and product is given to these people, which yeah. is great. It gets their product out there. But then it's like, what are they going to do with all this stuff? You know? Yep. Yep. I love and so that. That was that was a huge influence for me. Eva Eva was for sure. My father is an environmentalist and um, activist, and and he's a huge inspiration to me too, mm. especially with with the environmental aspects that he's done and saved. Um, you know, lots of land that was going to turn into apartments and buildings and, and you know historical pieces of land. So I, between the two of them, just really seeing how important this is, that every generation should get it and, and, and understand that we've got to do something. I don't know. I, and I don't know if it's true, but, you know, from what it sounds like, we have 30 years to fix it. And that's really quick. That'll go by fast. Oh, sure. Well, find <sighs> the blink of an eye, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's something that, everyday people, women listening to this can do to be involved, to get involved and to actually be involved in a, in a useful way. I guess I would suggest one, try to swap it with friends. If you can Mm -hmm. hand it down, like, you know, I've heard of all these, um, girlfriend groups get together and it's like something old to you may be new to somebody else. Yeah. And so you can have these little parties <laughs> and get together with your girlfriends and be like, look, I'm getting ready to get rid of this. Yeah. And and it's like somebody else's treasure, you know, whatever yeah. that saying is. Uh, and so that's one way I would kind of start. Mm-hmm. And then if it's stuff that's just, you know, really felt like it's lived its last life. You know, I know what it's like to go to Buffalo Exchange or um, what are some other ones uh, where you can go and they go through your stuff right in front of you and they're like, nope, nope, nope. And you're like, oh my God, that's brand new. Or, oh my God, that's like mm-hmm. a, a top brand. And they only take, you know, seasonal stuff and they only take, you know, really top brand uh, you know, can't have any wear and tear really. So they get really specific. I, I mean, I always try to go there first. And what's what's scary is they do say anything we don't take, we'll throw in this bin and we'll give it to Goodwill. Yeah. And that makes me nervous. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only other way is to hopefully see that these smaller thrift stores will take mm-hmm. anything um there's 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 store there's organizations like you know um i can't think of the names of them but that do it for battered women uh Mm -hmm. for families in need to refugees like i would send it to these organizations where you know it goes on the children and the women's and men's backs like it, it, it just takes research you know, and, and, and time, unfortunately, and it may be a drive or a big shipping fee, but I think it's so much more worth it to make sure it gets to those that really need it. If you can't pass it down or give it back or give it to a friend or to um, send it to a consignment shop to resell it. Yeah. Um, There's gotta be, you know, there's other thrift stores or, organizations that hold these little stores for women in shelters and children in shelters and families in need 
um, the list is endless of them uh, and, and I've, I've researched and, and seen tons of them. And then my last hope is um, save it because there's going to be, mm-hmm. I'm even, I'm even thinking about putting like a bin near my warehouse or do some of these bins out and about and just say, mm-hmm. give me your holy trashed, dirty, ucky, really worn stuff that you can't even really donate to children and families in need. And, and my dream is to work with some of these companies that they break down clothes molecularly mm. and regenerate it into even more organic thread mm-hmm. um, to make new clothes with that are, are sustainable and that break down just as easily again and again. So then it becomes cyclical. So all those cotton things, they're even starting to talk about using mixed fabrics which mm-hmm. is really hard and it seems hard to break down, but they've figured it out. So that's my dream. I'm, I'm talking with some companies that are doing that and, and, you know, like use the verbiage, but we can't quite partner with you. I, I need more stuff. You yeah. Know? I need yeah. more things. So I think once they get their funding too, they're in the middle of fundraising. Yeah. That they'll be putting these machines out everywhere and it'll be somewhere we can just, give them our clothes and they're made yeah. into new ones. I love that. Uh, well, and, yeah. and so it sounds like there are some options now, but hopefully there'll be more moving forward and yeah. maybe even your, uh, your company or your yeah. organization. So yeah. Brittany, we, if people want to follow you, follow what your organization doing is doing, what is the best place for them to go do that? So uh, obviously we have an Instagram account. So it's uh, at shop, no, at spin and give written out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we post a lot on Instagram talking about what we're doing, what charities we're working with, what celebrities we're working with, if any new ones, um, you know, sales that we have. Mm-hmm. And also we talk a lot about the sustainability in the fashion industry and some of those facts. So you can learn a lot about that on there too, on our Instagram account. And then um, I, I believe it, Facebook too, it's the same thing. Uh, you can go online and, and, and we have our website there, shopspinandgive.com. And we have a lot of information too on there about the, you know, the, the bad and the good of mm-hmm. this fashion industry, like what's going on bad and by buying this way, how you're helping, yeah. you know? When. Yeah. I love that. And everyday women, again, like me, we can Mm -hmm. go there and we can shop. We can go online. Anybody can go on there and shop. Moms, women, friends, aunts, uncles, grandmas. I have a lot of grandmas that shop on there for the (laughs) grandchildren. Uh, Yeah, it's open to everybody at shopspinandgive.com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank Thank you for spending the time to share it with us. I can't wait for our audience to hear more about it. And, um, and hopefully we can't wait to see what you do next. Cause it sounds like you're, you're relatively early in the process, a few years in, but you've got so much more runway ahead of you. So, so much to do. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to She Speaks How She Does It. We hope that this episode inspired you in your own experience and path towards success. Be sure to like and subscribe to follow our series of conversations. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. So join the conversation at She Speaks Up on Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can also join She Speaks at SheSpeaks.com. Thanks for listening and look forward to our next conversation. Thank you for listening. If you're an influencer or a brand that wants to work with us, please feel free to email us at info at Until next time.